Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. NFL football fans, it's the Fans First Sports Network. It is the big picture, the final big picture of the 2023 NFL season because this is the crux of the show. We go from week one all the way to week 18 to see who we think are getting in the playoffs. This is going to be an easier show because there have been a lot of teams eliminated. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am from the Steel Curtain Network, part of Fans First Sports Network. And with me, as always, is Wesley Coleman. And Wesley is with the Dome Patrol podcast here at Fans First as well. Wesley, Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, Brian. Um, you know what? The the football season kind of worked out. I think there was a lot of weeks in the middle where we like, yeah, hey, there's only a few good teams. And what is all this? It's an exciting week 17 and 18. Um, it's building up to where there's quite a few games to be interested in. And more people than we uh, thought necessarily were uh, you know, possibly going to make the playoffs. Absolutely. And here's the interesting thing to me is the flex game for week 18. It's sometimes it's just a team. It goes down to the division winners or it goes down to uh, who the last wild card is going to be. But this is a really interesting matchup because it's the Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills for the entire division. I can't wait to talk about that. I can't wait to talk about all the playoffs and spoiler alert, both our teams are still in some weird kind of contention. And I don't even know if my team belongs there. Yeah. I think we've got a couple of long shots. I, I you know what? I mean, as, as much as I've been kind of mad at the saints all year for underperforming, I can sit here and look at these scenarios and 
one of them's not crazy. Um, and one of them, I, I just, I can't see ever happening. There's two scenarios for the saints making the playoffs. And one of them, I'm like, convince myself it's possible. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, let's get right into it. Where do you want to start, buddy? I mean, uh, you know, the, the NFC East has been, uh, been interesting. It's been a good way to start. Um, this has come right down. I, I, I want to say that I was right and wrong. Um, all year, I've told everybody on the show that the Eagles were not as good as when they were 9-0. I was like, I feel dumb, but I'm telling you, this 9-0 team is not that good. I've, I've watched enough of their games where they've ended up having the most points, but they weren't the best team on the field for most of the game. And last week, I, I said that this, you know, it, it didn't matter that they weren't good, that they were just going to um, finish it off because they had the easiest schedule against the Cardinals and Giants. And then they lose to the Cardinals. <laughs> Um, and, and the Cowboys beat the Lions, sort of. Cowboys ended up with one more point than the Lions, even though I watched the Lions beat the Cowboys. Um, but here we are where the Cowboys and Eagles, the Cowboys have the tiebreaker. Um, the Eagles are going to play the Giants um, while the uh, the Cowboys are going to uh, play the Commanders. You, you'd, you'd have to think they both win that game, and uh, the Cowboys look like they're going to win this division. Yeah, it's definitely looking that way. I was watching that game too intently and everybody knows the name Brad Allen and that crew. And it's funny because I will have a vested interest in that crew because they were named today to the Ravens and Steelers game as well. So they get another standalone game, which is uh, I thought they were going to be demoted altogether, but I'm with you. I, I saw the Detroit lions win that game and this could have some major implications when it comes to a possible nfc championship game but the lions will probably be on the road well will be on the road in the second week possibly now yeah and uh you know i guess the, in that game since the ravens announced that they weren't going to play any of their starters uh, i guess the nfl decided they wouldn't send starter quality referees to the game is that uh is that how that got to be? Um, I, that's, I'm, I tell you what, I'd be scared that they're refereeing any games and uh, uh, they shouldn't be um, in charge of any games next year. I'm not sure either. Uh, the, the Ravens have not come out and said that. The Steelers are favored right now because of that. I don't know whether that's an assumption. As of, let's see, on a Tuesday, actually Monday, John Harbaugh said that, you know, we've learned from 2019, so maybe we don't want to rest our starters yep. in this game. So that's Jeff Hartman and I talked about that the other day. That that's kind of, you know, when you already have the bye locked up, resting those guys two, two weeks in a row is scary. Um, I think I predicted that they'd play uh, somewhere between a quarter and a half. Um, and uh, Jeff kind of said, yeah, let's treat it like a they should treat it like a preseason game. Now, I, I started kinda, with – go ahead. I kind of think they would, but yep. – Let's get back to what you were going to say. Yeah, so I was going to say I started with the NFC on NFC East on purpose uh, so that you would have to start with the AFC East. We talked about the Bills and Dolphins. Um, this is a huge game. This is uh, after everything that's gone on in the season for both of these teams, it's going to come down to one game, and one of these teams is winning the division. Yeah, and the Buffalo Bills were left for dead. I left them for dead on this show maybe about six weeks ago when I said, you know, that's it. They're done. But then they found, they fired the coach, their offensive coordinator, and then they seemed to get a lot, whole lot better. But 
that's still an offense that's struggling, but that struggling offense gets a break because there's not going to be a Bradley Chubb or an Xavier Howard for the Miami Dolphins coming up this week. Both of those guys are out. This Miami Dolphins team, thank goodness for them that it is in Florida. But well, I tell you what, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough game. I, I don't even know where to call this game. Last week I called the division for the Buffalo Bills. This week I'm looking at home field advantage and looking at uh, what I think is the better offense. And I'm gonna go with the Miami Dolphins this week. So I, I'm going to stick with the Bills for a couple of reasons. One, um, yes, Xavier Howard missing is a big deal. Um, to me, an even bigger deal is the person who's playing his position when he's out. That's Eli Apple, who is awful. Um, I think Eli Apple gets lit up in this game. Um, now, also, I just want to say, I we've done this show. I missed it on the Dolphins all year. I was so focused on the Eagles having their du double-digit wins and not being a good team that I just was blind to what the Dolphins put together. The Dolphins beat the Cowboys 22 to 20 um, in a really ugly game um, a couple of weeks ago um, in Miami. That's their only quality win of the year. They beat the Chargers and the Patriots and the Broncos, got blew out by the Bills. They beat the Giants, the Panthers, lost to the Eagles. They beat the Patriots lost to the Chiefs, beat the Raiders and Jets and Commanders, lost to the Titans, which is crazy. They beat the Jets, they beat the Cowboys, and then got blown out by the Ravens. They've lost to every good team they've played except for a very close win against the Dolphins. The only teams they've beat are bad football teams. So I don't, I don't know how I missed it. They got to this 11 wins. I think it's a miracle they got there, and I think they're in a lot of trouble. You know, I think for me, it's might I might have just seen the flash of Tua and Tyreek Hill, and maybe that's what blinded me. I've seen me. the highlights. I see the highlights. We see Mike McDaniel sprinting to the locker room. We're like, oh, energy, good team. Maybe I think we. I think a lot of people have missed this. Yeah, if you're a Pittsburgh Steeler fan like me, you've got to root for him this week, and <laughs> yeah, I don't. I that's why you're picking him. <laughs> that's not why I'm picking him, but I've. Uh, I kind of think that that they are going to pull it out because I think there's another reason here that I think they're going to pull it out because I just don't like them. Yep. And I, I think that's a big deal for me. Usually teams I don't like win. I was going to say, I guarantee that a team has never had a 50-point win and a 37-point loss in the same season. There's no way. <laughs> how, how does something like that even happen? Yeah, fifty-point wins are very rare. So yeah, I guess I guess you're correct oh, there. We'll we'll uh we'll see what comes out of that. But no matter what, that's a great way to end the entire NFL regular season with that game on Sunday night with something on the line. Um, it finally worked out for the NFL because, like you said, we've had some bad games or games that didn't matter. Is that late Sunday game? Everybody's going to be tuned into that game. It's a playoff game. Yeah, it, they really are. And it's funny because when they put this rule into effect, I think around 2010, 2011, to make it that it's always a divisional game at the end, I was always thinking, man, there's some ho-hum games, but there's a couple divisions that it really counts in, and it does make for better football and less less resting. And the, the one thing I just have to mention is that if the Dolphins win, like you predicted – 
there's a way that the Bills don't make the playoffs. The Bills can lose this game and be eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. So depending on who wins. So that's a pretty interesting kind of thing going on. Um, I know like you were talking about your Steelers. The Steelers can make the playoffs instead of the Bills if this all plays out a certain way. And that's crazy to think that they would end up possibly with the same amount of losses. (laughs) Crazy. So uh, we're, we're in the NFC. Do you want to head now? Let's, you know what? Let's keep it going. We already talked a little bit about the Detroit Lions. Let's go to the North. Yeah, NFC North, um, you know, the, the Lions have won this division. Um, they've locked it up. They're most likely going to be the third seed. They're most likely going to be hosting the Rams, which is a really fun little story of Matt Stafford going back to the Lions. That's the playoffs um, uh, conversation. But the Lions have won this division. Um, the Packers beating the Vikings last week um, was the first time where I've said, like, maybe there's a chance I've been wrong on Jordan Love. Um, I'm not there yet. Um, he got anointed at halftime of that game of this is the Jordan <laughs> Love coming out game. And man, the Packers did it again. Another quarterback for the Packers. I'm not there yet. Um, no, nope. he, he's also beaten some bad teams and, and he's looked okay. Um, I think that it definitely makes him their quarterback next year. But um, and the Vikings, such a sad thing with uh, some of their players and especially with Jordan Jefferson, just, um, you know, Justin Jefferson, sorry. Um, wasting him and not getting him anything this year and i i've I've got to say something about the bears real quick um the bears are an interesting team uh they've gone five and two in their last seven games the two losses is a five point loss to the lions and a three point loss to the browns the bears have got a little team here and they're about to get a whole bunch of first round draft picks because they're either going to trade justin fields for multiple first round draft picks and draft a new quarterback or they're going to trade the number one pick in the draft for multiple first-round draft picks and keep Justin Fields. The Bears are in a good position. They're scary. Um, Packers control their own destiny. Um, The Packers um, this week are going to play the Bears at Lambeau Field for their playoff life. Um, And it has some other implications where possibly the Saints need the Bears to win that game. Not not possibly. The the Saints need the Bears to win that game. Uh, The Packers, this is a playoff game for them. Yeah, and I really think that the the Bears are not – they don't have to worry about tanking because they're, they've no, got – They've got the number one pick locked they've up. They've got it. It's this is up. the Bears' Super Bowl. This is Justin Fields, the most important game of his career. He is trying to lock this in that this is my – this is why I need $38 million a year is what I'm fixing to do to the, to the Packers at Lambeau Field. And I'm going to end the season going 6-2, and two, only losing to two very tough playoff teams – and, and then I'm, I'm the quarterback next year. This is a huge game for Justin Fields. And I think it's a huge game for the Bears where the Bears are positioning themselves to challenge the Lions next year. Yeah, this is fantastic drama. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, I agree with you on the Vikings. They still have a fighting chance, but a 3% playoff probability right now. I pretty much doubt that it's going to happen for the Vikings. So I'm I'm with you on the pack. Be, be, be interesting to see what happens. Um, now we're going to head over back to your side on the AFC. Let's let's head the AFC West. Um, it's kind of uh, uh, sewn up, if, if, if we will. Um, so this uh, this one I think should be easy for you. But uh, what do you, what do you, at least give us a rundown on the Chiefs' season and kind of the update after uh, after their game last week? 
okay, the Chiefs do not look right at all. Uh, they they played a Cincinnati Bengal team that is completely falling apart now. The uh, the glass slipper is off of uh, Jake Browning's foot, so I I uh, they have fallen back down to earth, and the injury to uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, they still have two JBs at quarterback, but you know, Joe Burrow is, uh, that has finally taken its toll, but you can't blame it completely on Jake Browning because there was a lot of losses with Joe Burrow as well for this team. They, uh, they completely fell flat this year. They were snake bitten by injuries, but look at the team in that division that was also snake bitten by injuries and is in power rankings at number three in the NFL right now in some power rankings, and that's Cleveland Browns, who have that number five seed and that number one wild card wrapped up completely. The Browns are a fantastic story. The Bengals just aren't right. I I know I just skipped because I thought we were still in the north, and I apologize. Nope. <laughs> um, so I, I see what you did there. Um, but yeah, they the Kansas City Chiefs just... Uh, they are not the same team and those wide receivers right now are they're not good there's well, just not good 40 drops on the season you, you talked about the the glass slipper um harrison butker was wearing the glass slipper and he won this game for the chiefs because he made six field goals he scored their last 18 points um, they they had a, a touchdown in the in the first quarter, and then he scored 18 points in a row for them. Uh, the Chiefs were losing this game at halftime. They were losing this game going into the fourth quarter. Um, and when, no matter what you say about the Bengals role players, who I think have been propping Jake Browning up, uh, the Chiefs should not have been losing to a Jake Browning led team going into the fourth quarter. This is a Chiefs team that uh, very likely is not going to uh, have the, the power to. Um, make a playoff run and depending on where you put them in your um, in your playoff prediction they're going to be facing a pretty tough team and they might be looking like a team that can be upset at home yeah and that's something that very well could happen you know especially when you are looking at the fact that uh, they could end up playing a uh, a very feisty buffalo team that would love to uh, just knock them out. That, that looks like the most likely scenario. Or if Buffalo wins, they could be playing a Miami team, which Tyreek Hill would love to go to Kansas City and upset them in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a lot of this will depend on Miami and Buffalo. Getting back to the East real quick. I, I know I'm jumping around, but a lot of that's going to hinge on what Pittsburgh does on on Saturday. Saturday, first right. game too. So it, it's going to be wow! It's fascinating and how this how many moving parts there are here. But when you're talking about, we're talking about the AFC West here, and the Broncos have an opportunity to help out the Pittsburgh Steelers by winning this weekend. And, but they, they're just playing for pride right now. So are the, uh, so are the uh, Raiders. They're playing for pride and playing for Antonio Pierce's job, which looks like it's a possibility, but there's, there's nothing else to really shout out, shout about in this division. It's, uh, it's actually more of an embarrassing division than what is the uh, AFC South. 
just just a fair warning. Sean Payton doesn't do well in the first game or the last game of the season. Um, <laughs> and they were both the Raiders the, the last week. And yeah, exactly. And they were playing. We're playing the Raiders. Both of those. It's a uh, be be interesting. They lost a one point game in week one to the Raiders with Will Lutz. Like it, he missed a field goal and then didn't miss a field goal for twelve or thirteen weeks after that. So. Um, <laughs> You want to head over to the NFC West now? Yeah, let's do that. I've loved talking about this division this year. Um, I I don't know what's going to go on with the 49ers. Um, they, we're going to see what works out for them. I think they have to. Christian McCaffrey is not going to play. I think they have to rest Debo Samu, who's dealt with a few injuries this year. And what I've said cons- you know, continuously this year is that the 49ers, if they're missing either McCaffrey or Debo, they have problems and and they've kind of been consistent with that. I don't think they can rest Brock Purdy. Um, They did a good job this last week of, you know, just letting him uh, complete a lot of uh, short passes against the commanders, uh, a team they weren't scared of losing to so that he could build some confidence after what he did the previous week against the Ravens. I think the 49ers need him to play in week 18 to again, keep that confidence getting built up. Uh, I think they feel like they can, they can protect him because the Rams are also going to be resting their starters. The Rams have nothing to play for now. Um, They are going to go on the road, probably to Detroit. Uh, This is a great thing for the Rams to have already locked up a playoff spot because Matt Stafford's dealt with injury. Kyron Williams has dealt with injuries and uh, Cooper cup has dealt with injuries. So allowing those guys to rest um, is the perfect scenario for them if they're going to get ready to go and try and upset um, somebody on the road so this has been a fun division we'll see what the seahawks are going to do this is an interesting thing another team that the saints need to lose this week is the seahawks and the seahawks are playing the cardinals team that's playing for everything Uh, the cardinals do not care about draft position they just screwed themselves they beat the eagles and they screwed themselves out of potentially the second or third draft pick uh, the Cardinals are trying to beat teams. Kyler Murray's trying to prove he should be a quarterback in the NFL right now and should keep this contract that he's got. Um, the Cardinals are going in there with the intention of ruining the Seahawks' playoff uh, chances. And the Seahawks did not look right in that game against Pittsburgh. I thought that they were, I mean, it, the final score was 30 to 23, but it felt like Pittsburgh just had the advantage the entire game there. And that's very rare to watch the Steelers uh, dominate a team on the road like that. I, you know, it's weird for me to say dominate, well, but the Steelers they had their number. The it's really weird too. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. How about that? But yeah, I, they looked lackluster to me. And I, I think that uh, Geno Smith still has had a, a decent season, but he, I don't know if he, has completely earned the huge contract that he got, but I I don't know where he's ranked among quarterbacks in the NFL, but it just, nothing seemed right. And Kenneth Walker, you could tell that he was not completely back either from that shoulder injury as well. Um, He ran hard, but he just didn't have it. And the, the supporting cast just wasn't doing enough, especially on that defense. Yeah, agreed. Um, it, it's again, this is where I was saying, like, I can wa- look at these games and could I see, and we'll get to the, the Saints, but this is a team I could see losing that, that the Saints need to lose. So um, I do, uh, we are going to go over 
to the AFC South. Brian, I'm saving. I'm saving I, your team. Both of our teams are are going last here. So I, um, I realized a- what you did there. <laughs> okay. So AFC South. Obviously, we got the Titans that are just garbage and out of it. Um, the Jaguars, Colts, and the Texans all sit on nine wins. The Jaguars are going to get ten because they're going to beat the Titans just for showing up. The Colts and Texans are playing, and one of these teams is going to have ten wins. That's astonishing that either one of these teams is in a place. To, to have to have double digit wins yeah well the Colts have uh, probably one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league in Gardner Minshew and that has really helped them out this season with them getting back Michael Pittman Jr that could be a very big deal for him I know he was back last week but having him this week will help them even more and once again they still have Taylor there so but there's something about the Houston Texans for me. You got to see them live this year. They, they're a little bit electric. They have the best rookie that I, I think I've seen in years. Years. So, I mean, hands down, I mean, nobody else is winning rookie of the year. I mean, that was decided, I think, in week six. But C.J. Stroud is something special. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead with the Houston Texans in this game. So I'm thinking they're the wild card team here. I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think that the Texans are going to win this game too. Um, and I, I get it. CJ Stroud um, is a rookie. He's been injured. He's missed some games, um, but a rookie that's come in and again, missing games has thrown for 3,800 yards, 21 touchdowns on only five interceptions. Um, I think this is a guy who can turn it on at any time. Obviously he's a rookie. I think he could blow a game if he wanted. Or I mean, just did. Um, but this is a guy that can make some special plays and uh, and, and and beat a team. Uh, I, and I, I, it, there's a lot of talent and a lot of good coaching motivation for both of these teams. I think both of their coaches have done incredible jobs and both deserve awards. Um, but this is going to come down to, to me, C.J. Stroud is a better quarterback than Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I I think that's absolutely just right on the head fun 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 game though and fun story that both of these teams that these are teams that we thought would have been fighting for a top five draft pick or maybe the number one overall pick um and they're one of them's, i mean even the loser of this game wins nine games that's a that's a huge step in the right de- direction for them and either one of these teams with the way things are trending these two teams look like they're the future of this division where the Jaguars are kind of falling off and maybe look like they're, they're not able to play consistently. One of these two teams look like they're, they're what's, what's going to be, uh, you know, fighting for it next year. And I have no problem rooting for those Houston Texans. <laughs> yeah, me either. So let's do it. What's going on in your NFC South. Okay. So there's still a lot of weird, there's, there's three different teams that can win this division. I just want to say that. Now, the Buccaneers are playing the Panthers. I can't fathom any way that the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers. Um, I ju- the Panthers are awful. It's one of the, they're one of the worst football teams I've seen. Having said that, the last time they played, it was a three-point game. Um, and, I mean, I, but I still can't see it. Now, if the Buccaneers were to lose to the Panthers the winner of the Saints-Falcons game would win the division. I, I just want to point this out. If that happened and the Falcons won it, 
there would be three teams that are eight and nine in the division and the Falcons would win the division. So um, I, I do think the Buccaneers and Saints win both of their games, um, which um, means the Buccaneers would win the division. If the Buccaneers win the game. They win the division flat out. The Saints, if they win, we've already talked about it. They need the Bears to beat the Packers and they need the Cardinals to beat the Seahawks. If those three things happen, the Saints win, Bears win, Cardinals win, the Saints are a wild card team going on the road to to, to play in the playoffs. Um, so there's two different scenarios where the Saints still make the playoffs. Um, I don't think the Buccaneers are going to lose to the Panthers. I just I, I didn't think the Buccaneers are going to lose to the Saints last week, but losing to the Panthers is a whole different category of impossible for me to imagine. Yeah, that's <laughs> that I, is one of the worst teams. I, and now three hundred thousand uh, dollars, you know, poorer after the uh, after David Tepper got nailed with uh, which is which is a, a just astonishingly under um, what should what he should have been fined because three hundred thousand dollars, just to be honest, is nothing to David Tepper. Yep, and I've nothing. never seen something that I, I thought he should have been suspended from going to games for half a year. Like next year, he shouldn't be allowed to go to a football game, maybe the entire year. I can't believe that three hundred thousand dollars, three hundred thousand to nothing. Him, he's laughing about that, and he yeah. might throw another drink on somebody. That's just a joke. Yeah, um, it's like in the Mighty Ducks too. Jeff Hartman and I talk about Mighty Ducks too all the time. Two minutes, well worth it. I don't. I should mean, you, for should him, you admit this publicly? Throw, what's that? Should you and Jeff admit this publicly? Oh yeah, we're, we're uh, proud of our our love for the Mighty <laughs> Ducks. Um, but I just want to say I, I am a huge Saints fan. Uh, I cover the the Saints for the Don't Patrol podcast. Um, I will never root for the Saints to lose. Having said that, the last few weeks, I was like, okay with them losing because I wanted us to fire our coach. We're not going to fire the coach. He's coming back no matter what. Um, so we might as well make the playoffs. I've convinced myself looking at it. I can see the Cardinals just beat the Eagles. The Seahawks just lost to the Steelers. I know NFL math doesn't work, but the Cardinals could beat the Seahawks. I think the Bears will beat the Packers. I think the Bears are a dangerous team that's going to be underrated. And I think that that cold weather, Justin Fields apparently loves to play in the, whatever's going on up there. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll predict in a minute. Well, Columbus was never warm anyway, so he's, he's used to it. We are going to end with your team's division, the AFC North, which uh, obviously we've talked about the Bengals who are out of it and the Ravens who have already clinched the entire AFC. What's going on with the Browns and the Steelers? Well, the Browns are that good of a team right now because I, I don't care that Joe Flacco's there. Has I there ever been a more deserving candidate for coach of the year than Stefanski? Yeah. they. I mean, it's, my goodness. They need to name it after him or something. This is uh, It's crazy what he's been able to do. You know what? It's funny, though, because they might give it to Demeco Ryans. You, you, in uh, Houston, you don't know what's going to happen there, but I would be I would be uh, gift wrapping and taking straight to Kevin Stefanski's house. Um, here's a guy that won a playoff game at home with COVID. <laughs> you know, there's there's a guy that unfortunately was I had a witness because it, it was against my Steelers, but <laughs> I mean he's actually he's getting things done right now in Cleveland. He's I mean when you win games with PJ Walker when you are winning games now with Joe Flacco. I don't know if Joe Flacco is going to be winning in other locales, but he found a way to 
pull magic out of Joe Flacco. That's the most improbable. That was people laughed when that when they signed Joe Flacco. I just, I just want to point like Joe Flacco played football last year. He played five games last year. He completed 57% of his passes. He threw five touchdowns and three interceptions. And like he, he wasn't good. Um, and then the previous two years, he played seven games combined um, throwing. He just, he has not been good for years. And then like he had one of the best months that in NFL history during December for passing yards and touchdowns, one of the best months in the history of the game. It's it's just just crazy what's going on, and he's their fourth quarterback. Just it's astonishing. It absolutely, absolutely, is crazy. And um, I don't know if there'd be a more fun story. Me and Hartman talked about this. If there'd ever be a more fun story, as much as I'd love Stafford going to beat the Lions in Detroit, if Joe Flacco could win a game in Baltimore in the playoffs, oh my god. And to go to the Super Bowl, possibly. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that would be it, amazing. It, it would, regardless of all that. But him going to Baltimore and beating them would be incredible. Um, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm not predicting that, but it'd be a really fun story to, uh, to, to laugh about and explain to my wife. It, it would. That's <laughs> I like that. I, I would have to explain that one too. But you, know, for me, well, my wife knows my hatred for the Baltimore Ravens. I live in the state of Maryland, so it. It would be, I would be all brown and orange that day if that ever happened. So that would be neat. You know, you said it twice about Stafford. You're beating, possibly uh, beating the Lions. Well, what about Golf beating the Rams? Yeah, I, I, I he was thrown Rams, away too. Yeah, I'm just, I, I like Matthew Stafford, and I, I, I think that the Lions coaching staff has done an incredible job of propping up Jared Goff and making him look like an NFL quarterback. I'll give you that. I just, but I let's get. I can't, I can't buy into it. Let's get. Back okay, to but the yeah. North. So AFC North, we got Browns and Steelers. What? What, right. is, what does it take? Do the Browns need to win? Do this? What does all? What all has to happen for the Steelers? The the Browns. It doesn't matter what the Browns right. do. The the Browns are entrenched in that seed. They are in good shape here. The uh, this is actually complicated and simple all at the same time. When I say that it's simple, the Steelers just have to go out and take care of business and win first. There's a possibility if they do lose, they would have to have the Jacksonville Jaguars lose to uh, yeah, Tennessee. They're not losing to the Titans, yeah, and they would have to have the Broncos beat. Well, the, the Raiders. I, and, and I think you'll agree, even as a fan, you don't want your team losing and backing into the playoffs because five other people lost. So if, no, if the, the Steelers don't. need to take care of the Ravens, I, I don't think the Ravens are going to – they won't play their starters all four quarters. Maybe maybe a half, maybe a quarter. Steelers take care of business. What else needs to happen for them to win here? Buffalo needs to lose to Miami, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Or – and this is this – is, not going to happen. The Colts and Texans tie. <laughs> We're not going there. Yeah. And so that that's, you never, that's like, never, some, ever. Somebody texted me that the other day. Cause I was like, Oh, well the, the winner of the Packers and Vikings game needs to lose in week 18. And they're like, well, what if they tie? And I was like, I'm not answering your stupid question. <laughs> like, there, there, there hasn't been a tie all year. They're so rare. I'm not even going to go into the scenario with you. 
Now, the only thing about a tie that almost happened, I don't know if you, you recall this, but yes, two I years do. ago, yep. it, the Chargers, that's that's where I realized that Brandon Staley was the dumbest coach in the NFL because there was a gentleman. The, the Raiders and Chargers? Yeah. There was an agreement right. that basically, if we tie, we both get in. And then they push the envelope. Well, the, Col- <laughs> the Colts and Texans don't both get in if they tie, though, right? No, that's the thing. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. One of uh, their. If they tie, they're both out. They're both out. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. So, they, yeah, they, they're so, they're they're not gonna tie. <laughs> it's no advantage to anybody if they tie, really. Yep. But it it will depend on if the Steelers lose, then they both have the opportunity to sneak in there as well. I I I've just got to be honest. I think the Steelers can beat the Ravens. I think that's gonna happen. I don't see the Colts and Texans tying. Because they're just they're so rare, and they it, both both have every reason not to tie, and and I I I just I've, I'm realizing that maybe I've been wrong on the Dolphins, and I think they're trash. But the Bills have played up and down. That's your best shot. Y'all, you're gonna you, you're gonna hope that this Dolphins team is gets it together, defends their home turf, and uh, and put something together. And the Bills' offense had to rely on two touchdowns by Josh Allen. And that means that they weren't getting those big splash plays. They barely beat the Patriots. That's where I'm thinking that the Steelers have their best chance if they could go out and win. Why the Dolphins can win is the Dolphins can have splash splash plays. The Dolphins get up 17 to nothing in this game. The Bills are going to have to resort to throwing the ball, and that's where they've struggled this year. They are a running team. If the Bills go in there and go, we're running the ball 45 times no matter what, I think they kill the dolphins but if the dolphins have a couple of long touchdowns couple of crazy things happen and get up and they force the bills to become a passing team the dolphins can win or the bills can lose i guess would be more my prediction so i guess my prediction here is i it's hard for me to pick the steelers to sweep a great ravens team like this but they they always play lamar jackson well and they can definitely keep it close. So it's one of those things. Even if they play their starters, but, but for, how do they play against Tyler Huntley? They've beaten Tyler. They beat Tyler Huntley last year. They beat him to be get the into the playoffs Cunningham two years game. ago. Is, will this be the the Malik Cunningham game? Yeah, very, <laughs> you, very you well. Love that. Be. You yeah. would love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would take Malik Cunningham in here. I mean, in a heartbeat. But now they they do all right against Tyler Huntley too. They've Actually, yeah. in the last few years, they've very rarely lost to the Ravens. So they actually play them pretty well, but only because they're resting their they're probably resting their starters in the second half. Can I see the Steelers winning this game? And I'm gonna go ahead and take it. If this was head to head, if this was full strength, I would not pick the Steelers in this game. But I'm gonna go ahead and pick them. I'm going to say that. Your Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be the number seven seed. It looks like the number six seed. I'm going with the Houston Texans, and we already know who the fifth seed is in the Cleveland Browns, and that means the Jags are at number four. I I, I like it. That's uh, I will. I'm excited about this weekend. This is some, some interesting football. I'm glad that we're going to end with that Bills uh, Dolphins game. You're going to have to sit on this for. 
24 hours <laughs> if the Steelers win you're just sitting there waiting uh, yeah that'll 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 be a great 24 hours um in the NFC um the 49ers have locked up the the number one uh, seed they will keep that um the Dallas Cowboys are going to be the number two seed the, the Eagles blew it the Eagles you know they, they haven't been good they uh, then they blow it to a team like the Cardinals um Detroit has the the three seed locked up um Tampa Bay is going to be the four seed um I, I just can't see them losing to the Panthers in any way whatsoever um Philadelphia by default uh, with their you know what's probably going to be 12 wins is your five seed going on the road to Tampa Bay uh, the Rams are your six seed and I, I don't I don't even like it but I think the Saints are going to end up being the seventh seed that they should have beat other teams um, I don't think they're a dangerous team to go into to Dallas and play, um, but uh, but I'll be at that game. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you that, but, but I'll be at that game. Um, and I, I just think that uh, I just look at it and I see the Seahawks losing and I see the Packers losing. So um, I think that the Saints end up backing in um, to to the seventh seed in the playoffs. Well, that Brian, is this bad. has been fun this year. I've yeah, had fun this- with this. This has been great. I was just about to thank you for this has been a fun season. We will be back week one next year in 2024. But uh, just check out this show and see how we did. Uh, the uh, I want to go back. I need to go back and listen to week one, though, because I didn't do that. <laughs> that would be great. Go look it back and send them to me. Put them side by side. Let's see how right and wrong we were. I think that we were both wrong about the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were. I was wrong about almost everybody. <laughs> I don't think I had the Ravens we're, in there. <laughs> we're wrong about the. I'm gonna guess we were very wrong about the Jets. Um, <laughs> I was loving the Raiders and the Patriots. <laughs> I, I feel like you were a Vikings fan. I feel yeah. like I feel like you you were you were on that Vikings train for a while, even when they were losing. You're like, ah, they're coming back. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really thought they were, but gosh, they <laughs> man, they got hammered with injury too. But no, this has been fantastic. Wesley, thank you so much. We will be make sure you check out the Dome Patrol podcast. Not even not just in season, but out of season as well, because there's never an end of the NFL season. We're gonna have a lot of fun things going on this year. So make sure you check all of that out. Check out our NFL affiliate. You can check out Wesley with Jeff Hartman on the NFL affiliate as well. And there's going to be so much to go ahead and listen to all the way, not only through the Super Bowl, through the draft. And next thing you know, we're, we're talking about a big picture in September of 2024. Thanks, Brian. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my friend. Thanks so much. And we will see you all. Take care. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. 
Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 